welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your player and husband, Zach. And I am your player, also, and wife, Diana. How are you, my darling? I'm good. Happy Valentine's Day? Happy Valentine's Day. We're going to be early, probably? Yeah, no. We will be late. No, because I think we're going to do some timey-wimey business and hopefully be (gasps) early. It was a Doctor Who reference. You don't watch that show. That's my fandom. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. I'm very proud of you. Yes, this will be early. And this will probably be the only way that we celebrate Valentine's Day. We never do. We don't really. We I, used to when we were cute. Yeah. I, I've never hated Valentine's Day as a holiday. Like, there's a lot of holidays that I hate. We talked about Christmas and how much I, like, really legitimately dislike Christmas. Yeah, I love Christmas. I feel like a lot of people really hate Valentine's Day, and I don't. I've always been pretty ambivalent about Valentine's Day or excited about Valentine's Day. Yeah, but we never do anything. No, we we don't. We used to do things back when we were cute. But we've been together forever now, and there's no point in celebrating our relationship. All right. All right. Hold on. Least of all with a dead saint. Okay. Was St. Valentine beheaded? Yes. But not the point. That's not the point. Valentine's Day is about appreciating your relationships. I love relationships. I love them. So I love Valentine's Day. And just because we've been together forever, because it really has been just a million years, we can still appreciate our relationship. Diana, I appreciate our relationship every day. You appreciate the things I do for you. That's not our relationship. <laughs> not that is categorically untrue. Oh. Well, I do appreciate the things you do for me. Okay. Like mm-hmm. tonight, you cooked dinner, and I don't, very much appreciated that. You say it like I don't cook dinner every night. Listen. Of all the time. Listen. I cook dinner every night. Yes. With the occasional youth, you cooking me dinner. And I still say that's a recent development, but... It's I, not. It it's, has, that's, ne- that's, that's, it has yeah. never been a recent development. No. I have always cooked dinner. Ooh, there are, that, is untru- no, that is categorically no, untrue. No, I have always cooked dinner. There are spans of time where, where you will cook primarily during the week, but I always cook on every weekend. I have always cooked, but you don't yeah, always okay. cook. All right, fair. You've always cooked I on have, the weekends. I have always cooked... Most of the time. <laughs> I've always cooked most of the time. Uh, There's uh, like one six-month span of time where you did the cooking. Oh, that is so untrue. Okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> this is Valentine's okay. Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, and for Valentine's Day, we are going to play uh, perhaps the most appropriate games uh, that I have. Emily Care Boss's The Romance Trilogy. Uh, and I said games and I said trilogy, but really we're only going to play one of the games right. in the romance trilogy, which is Breaking the Ice. Diana, do you know anything about Emily Care Boss's romance trilogy and Breaking the Ice? I know that we use one character sheet and I know that um, we, there's, oh, there's like a word diagram that we do. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say no. I don't know anything about this game. Okay. So, the Romance Trilogy is a series of three games that were written by Emily Care Boss. Okay. Uh, who is a very cool... I don't know if she would use the term... I've listened to interviews with her, so I should know. I would describe her as a little bit, like, story games and a little bit on, like, the American freeform side. Okay. She writes a lot of story games. Uh, highly narrative, highly, like, expressive games. Okay. Um, I've seen her at PAX East a few times speaking on panels 
And her approach to game design is very, uh, I think it'd be fair to say, maybe not her game design in terms of mechanics or experimental, but she's always trying to like do new cool things. Okay. And she talks in the Romance Trilogy about the concept for the first game of the Romance Trilogy, which is Breaking the Ice, came about when there was an argument between some players that you couldn't play, you couldn't appropriately play a character of a different gender than the than your lived gender. Okay. Um, and she disagreed with that, so she set about to make a game that expressly did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since then, Breaking the Ice has kind of evolved. We talked a little bit earlier about the core mechanic of there's something called the switch in Breaking the Ice, which is you find something that you have different with your co-player. This is a two-player game. You find something you have different with your co-player, and you, your character takes on that identity as your co-player, right? So you switch. You switch the thing that you have. Yes. Okay. And initially that was, I think, limited to gender, and but I think since then it's evolved. And certainly in the Romance Trilogy, it's evolved. The Romance Trilogy is a paperback version of three romance games that Emily Kerboss wrote after Breaking the Ice, including Shooting the Moon and Under My Skin. Mm-hmm. We've actually had Shooting the Moon on our shelf for forever. I bought it for you at PAX East like forever ago, right. and we never played it. It's just a very Zach gift to give Diana. <laughs> I wanted... Well, it, that was before I think you were playing games with me yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you... I mean... You had still kind of jumped in my games, but I don't oh, think... okay. Don't present it like I'm jumping in enthusiastically into your games. I am your guinea pig for your games. Okay. We've discussed this. Little calm A, little calm B. Uh, okay. Okay, yeah. No, I'll give you that. I think you are a genuine gamer now, even uh, yes, if you... Yes, I agree. Okay. Oh, you do agree? I do agree. Okay, I enjoy good. it. I enjoy these games. Right. I'm just saying, don't say that in the early early days I was enthusiastically enjoying no. being your guinea pig. I was your guinea pig. Yeah, I enjoyed I it, so. but I was your guinea pig. Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't... And we talked about this in the first episode. Right, it wasn't yeah. your hobby as much as it no. was mine. But I got Shooting the Moon because I thought it would be like a way we could kind of find that middle ground. Right, yeah. Um, and maybe I could suck you in. Shooting the Moon is a game where uh, it's for two or three players where two suitors are going after a beloved and that one can be like high adventure or it could be more like period drama. But one of the big things about that is that the beloved isn't a passive character. They're a very active character with their own goals and ambitions and agency. Under My Skin is, I think, the one I'm, I've am i been least interested in. It's kind of like a love triangle game for three to four players. Okay. Although I do think it'd be very cool. I haven't actually read the rules for that one. I think it might be interesting to play like a... Midsummer Night's Dream style, kind of like Ooh. comedy of airs yeah. type thing. That's the romance trilogy. To this week and next week, we are going to be playing Breaking the Ice, which is the two-player game. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. I've been reading the rules in the romance trilogy, which I got at PAX East. Trying to wrap my head around it just by reading the rules has been a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't click with me after I first read it. After I printed out some of the resources and have laid everything out on our gaming table, I think I understand the beginning a little bit better. But this might be a experiment mm-hmm. moving forward. What's that face? PSA. He says gaming table. What he means is our dining room table that I am not allowed to eat on because there are game things all over it. That I, is, we don't eat on this table. We play games. Um, 
Okay, that we, is largely true. It's largely true. I am exaggerating a teeny bit because we did eat dinner here the other night. I meant gaming table in the sense that it is the table where we are currently playing our game. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you meant like a permanent gaming table. No, I have no intention of this becoming a permanent gaming table. In fact, lately I've been daydreaming of the day that we move into a bigger place and I can get just like a dedicated heart points table. Just shove it in a closet and cover the closet and like insulation man you and i have such different daydreams i know (laughs) we Um, do share a common thread though bigger space that's common we have that to build our relationship on desire for bigger space and (laughs) so and that's one of the cool things about this game right so this game has a a short-term kind of mechanic called attraction Mm -hmm. and you roll attraction at the start of your date to try to like build up a, a relationship right okay but at the end of the game accruing attraction doesn't determine whether or not your characters stay together. Mm -hmm. It's building compatibilities, things that your characters have in common, things that they share Mm -hmm. that determines whether or not your character is going to fall in love, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that's a really elegant and really interesting mechanic is that attraction is very important. Like you have to be building up your attraction. And I think at the end of each date, you either at the end of each date or the end of each scene, like I said, I need to reread these rules. Yeah. You can choose whether to increase your attraction stat or add a compatibility. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of trying to decide, well, do we do we go for the short term now? Right. Or do we go for the long term? Yeah. I think that's a really interesting, cool mechanic. Yeah. So uh, tonight we are going to make our characters uh, maybe talk about the setting that we want to do, the genre that we want to do. And maybe have our first date, although we are already 10 minutes in and we haven't even started character creation. So, might not get there. So, the first thing that the game recommends doing is uh, choosing a rating. So, I was thinking we could do rating in terms of, like, a movie rating. The book specifically says rating is uh, deciding how sex will be represented or not in the game. Okay. Right. Uh, So, something I really appreciate about the game is it's very... It's pretty progressive. It has some safety roleplay tips. It has some... I think it really guides you through the social aspect of gaming. Okay. And uh, it kind of talks about a lot of, yeah, those those safety nets, mm-hmm. uh, which includes a lot of open communication before, during, and after a game. Right. Um, just like sex. Just like sex. And I think for the purposes of our podcast, we should definitely cut to black, I think is the rating we should go for. I don't know what that means. Cut to black is when uh, the camera pulls away as the couple falls into the bed. So isn't that like a PG-13? I'd say PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that fair? I mean, I read a lot of romance novels. If you need me to graphically describe a sex scene, I can do so. Like, a lot. I can do that. But I think I Cut to Black might be the better option Yeah, I for think... our listeners. <laughs> yes. I read a, a lot of romance novels, though. I just want to be really clear about that. <laughs> Which, so, okay. So we'll Cut to Black for the rating. Yeah, I think but that's the, safe. The next thing to talk about is the kind of genre. Mm-hmm. And you are much more entrenched in the romance genre than I am. Right. Do you want to talk about that at all? I know I, know I didn't ask you to, like, prep anything. but I, So I don't... I enjoy the romance genre, and I have, it's, like, personally, I have a hard time getting invested in a story, which is, okay, which is why Sound keeps getting all these love interests that I keep being like, oh, love interest, because I have a hard time being invested in a story if there's not a love 
component. Okay. Society, I don't know why that is. I guess society. No. I don't know. I, I just really enjoy love stories. Like, I very much enjoy love stories and people falling in love and stuff. And I enjoy that in every possible way that it can be presented to me. I enjoy it completely, unless it's time travel and it's the freaking Lake House movie. That is awful. That so, is so bad. So, so no time travel. Are you sure you don't want to do a time I'm travel? I'm against time travel unless it's Doctor Who. Unless it's Doctor Okay. I will accept Doctor Who. I actually think... But that's an alien time travel that's different. Did I get you watching anime with me through romance animes? It's very possible. I'm trying to think. I, I can't guess, remember. I feel like the first one we was... really watched together was Brotherhood. Yeah, but I think it was really the mo- I think it was the Studio Ghibli movies and stuff, which I also yeah, really the, enjoy. I also enjoy. And like, a lot of those incorporate. Well, I guess not really. A no, lot not no. Romance. But they're but they're like movies for I don't know kids, but not like yeah. kid movies. So I enjoy that kind of. I kind I enjoy like Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah, Ghibli, Ghibli. I, I say Ghibli. I, I say Ghibli too. And I think it's technically supposed to be Ghibli, but I don't like. I don't that like the way that sounds. That, no. Also, for context, our small apartment has four bookshelves three of which are taken up by me because it has five there's four in your office and then one in there's our bedroom there's four in my office yeah there's four in your office and five in my there might be more in your that's office that's not true there's three bookshelves in no, my office no there's not you count I, there's not there's not one black one one brown one two black ones that's four you have one black one on this shelf okay and you now have two i have black to check ones on this one and then a brown one on this one one, two, three, four. Oh shit! I have four. I have four bookshelves. You have four bookshelves. Plus, you have our entertainment center. All right. Well, which I'm we, not counting. Okay, I'm but that also it. has shelves full of books. Yeah, oh well, not well. Whatever. Um. <laughs> you. We have okay. Five I, we have bookshelves. Five bookshelves. Four of them are taken up by me. Oh jeez. Yes. Um. And one of them is dedicated to yours. No, it's not. It's mostly. It's mostly dedicated to mine. I just um, want, and it's I, almost entirely trade paperback romance. Yes. Oh, I love them. So right now, my favorite trade paperback romance mm-hmm. genre yeah. is contemporary fantasy. So think... Uh, like paranormal like, guess, romance. Yes. It's, yeah. par- it's paranormal romance, but currently. And it doesn't yeah. take place in an alternate universe. No. Because yeah. those, those exist. Yes. And I right now, I'm not into those. Okay. I have been, and I, I have them. I have futuristic paranormal I also have just futuristic. I have Renaissance, not Renaissance. What's the word I'm looking for? Regency, which I don't really like. Regency, not right now. I haven't. I'm not in the mood for Regency. Regency is like My Fair Lady, mm-hmm. right? Then there's the paranormal, historical paranormal that hits the sweet spot with those Celtic vampires and werewolves. Mm-hmm. It's always Celtic. I don't know why. I'm down with that. But right now, lately, I've been into um, contemporary paranormal. Okay. Fan- well, fantasy, not necessarily paranormal. When you say lately, I feel like that's kind of been your kick. That's I for I go as long as we've been together. No, because no, no cup. I it's my go-to. Okay. It's like the thing that I'm the most comfortable with. But every once in a while, I'll be like, ah, I could really use like a Viking vampire angel right now. <laughs> I hate those. <laughs> those are those are the ones I hate the most. Those, those are those are hilarious. Those and then there's the ones that um. That they're demons, but they're not really demons. They're the seven deadly sins, yeah. and their demon is the seven deadly sin. And then they are sometimes paired up with the angels who also have sins. It's great. It's so bad. It's so bad. You are very into the romance genre. I am. I love romance. I don't typically consider myself into the romance genre. Yeah. But I'm a big sap for slice of life manga and anime. Yes. And I love, like, 
I don't. I also don't typically like contemporary fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, contemporary realistic fiction is not a big draw to me. I like a lot of sci-fi, like a lot of surrealist, a lot of weird fiction. But in general, in like in novels and TV and movies, contemporary realistic doesn't really do it for me. Right. But in anime and manga, I actually consume a lot of slice of life romance. You really do. As I was like driving home today, thinking about recording tonight. I was thinking again about uh, my love story, mm-hmm. which can we rewatch my love story? Sure, it's so good. Let me just double check. Do you remember which one my love story is? No, I don't. So it'll be great to watch it. Oh wait, no, it's the big, it's the big goof and yes. the little girl. Yep. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Oh, that one was really cute. It's really good, right? Okay, yeah, I know that one. That one was really cute. I yeah, liked that one a lot. I really want to rewatch that. Yeah. We need to determine. It's the... kind of like my morning call. Is that the... That's that Japanese yeah, show. Yeah, J-drama. The, the real one. Yeah. With the real... The real one. The one with the live action people. Yeah, J-drama. Thank you. That you've been watching on Netflix, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a little bit like that. Uh, yeah. Slice I mean, of life-y. It's a little... It's a little ridiculous, but... Yeah, like the slice of life romance follows a lot of the same tropes yeah. a lot. So, we need to choose a genre for our game. Mm-hmm. So, genre here is separated from setting. Okay. It yeah, breaks down sense. genre into things like um, romantic comedy, dark comedy, uh, dramatic romance, um, screwball comedy, action, God. period, political. Love um, me an action comedy. Double action dating? Yes. It says, it lists love actually as double dating and more. Yeah. Oh, I guess like intertwining yeah. love stories. So is there one of these that you are specifically leaning towards? Action or comedy? Really? Those are the movies that I love to consume, and I feel like those would be the easiest to roleplay. Is there one that you're? I think I would like something in between romantic comedy and dramatic romance, uh, which this lists as quirky romance, which, uh, let's see, this has Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, 50 First Dates as quirky romance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking yeah. more of maybe something with a similar tone to, like, um, I have not seen it, but Elvis and Annabelle. Right, where things are a little bit weird, but it's mostly kind of dramatic, and there might be funny elements, but mostly going for like more of a serious tone. Yes, like, yeah, that's you're describing it very well. I don't want I don't want something that's like super off the wall silly. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even something like uh, this has under dark humor, Silver Linings Playbook. I don't think there are very many silly moments in there, but I do like Silver Linings Playbook. It's yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird, which can be funny. But it was, I don't think it, I don't think it was trying to be funny. Yeah, I, I, I would like to aim for something that's like quirky drama, drama, quirky drama. Okay. What do you think? That's Elvis and Annabelle. I think I can do that. You guys. We can go like listen, slapstick every, if you no, want. No, I don't like slapstick, but that's not the kind of, com. that's not what a rom-com is anyway. Rom-com isn't slapstick. Well, that's this gross. lists uh, something about Mary, 50 First Dates. Rom-coms? Uh, this is quote unquote screwball comedy slash quirky romance. No, that's different. Screwball, screwball is like, it, there's something about Mary, but romantic comedies is like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Those are yeah. those are different sorts of movies. I wonder if that's listed here. I don't like There's Something About Mary. I don't like that. The hair gel scene. It's gross. I've literally never seen it. I've you never have seen... absolutely seen the hair gel thing though. No. Oh, you know You absolutely have. It's Cameron Diaz with, like, a cowlick in the front. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it referenced. Yeah. Yeah, that's dumb and gross. 
a lot of the movies that it lists here as examples I have not seen. Well, list some of them because I know them. I can guarantee you. Uh, well, let's see. When Harry Met Sally, romantic comedy. Um, but also kind of serious. Hmm. I have seen My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Love I have that not movie. seen Love and Basketball. I have. That's a great movie. I've we should watch that together. Not seen Better Than Chocolate. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one. These look like two Bollywood films. Uh, Jane to Ya Jane Na. Jay and Aditi are opposites attract best friends in college. This actually sounds really cute. I want to see this. And uh, Salam Nan- Namaste. Uh, a chef and a disc jockey hit it off, then have to decide whether their love can decide can survive getting pregnant together. Ooh. Okay, I'm not going to keep reading these. But, um, okay, so I don't want to take total control over this. What do you think about, like, quirky, I, semi-dramatic? I could do I could do a Elvis and Annabelle. Okay. I Which haven't seen I, Elvis and I Annabelle. I would not describe Elvis and Annabelle necessarily as quirky. Mm-hmm. There are definitely some weird bits that make it kind of funny. I'm thinking, like, 500 Days of Summer, Silver Linings Playbook, where there are I Nick see, and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I don't know that you can compare those first two movies. Really? I feel like they're really different. But I have to I have to be honest with you. One of the reasons that I like Silver Lining Playbook so well is so much is because of the um the portrayal of mental illness. Yeah. And how like so I I don't find that movie funny. I don't find any parts of that movie funny because everything that they're doing, I'm going, yeah, but that's a manifestation of your diagnosis. Yeah. So I think I I might not be the right person to look at that and be like, Oh, that's quirky. Yeah. I mean, because I think I look at it differently than maybe other people do. Yes, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, I definitely think it, you could classify it as a dark comedy because it's not like it's definitely trying to play it up for like making you uncomfortable so that you laugh. I think in some places, maybe not someone who's as well versed in mental health as you are. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I there's I can't think of a part where I'm like that's funny because I don't know that I think that. They, I think I'm just sad. Don't they place a massive bet on the Eagles winning? Yeah, that's sad. It is sad, but that's what that's the nature of a dark comedy is that it is sad and also funny. But it's not funny. It's just sad. Like, the dad clearly has... Me- okay, I yeah. can't... Okay. Um, okay, so... But yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Quirky, quirky, darker romance. Okay, so I'm going to write that down. I'm sorry, everybody who came to listen to us play a game and then just listen to Zach and Diana Bicker. Oh. Yeah, I wonder if Zach is going to have to edit this down a lot. Or if, I don't know, maybe this will be okay. Our game is going to take place in a world. You know me. Mm-hmm. I would like to not do contemporary realistic. Right. If at all possible. Same. Really? Well, well I mean, I know your romance, like, I know the romance books you read are... Per- are usually genre, but the romance television and movies you consume typically aren't genre. They are fantasy, hands down, whenever I can. Whenever I can get a romantic fantasy, I get a romantic fantasy. I have been watching this stupid TV show that got canceled in 2015 only because of the romance. I hate it, and I hate myself, and I'm sad about watching this stupid show that has five seasons that goes nowhere but i have to keep watching it because it has some you know paranormal fantasy sort of things mm-hmm. and a lot of romance yeah it's so bad diana has been binging haven yes and we will not go on our haven rant no but, but because i have a lot of feelings about haven as someone who has 
only seen bits and pieces of episodes <laughs> while Diana has been watching it. I have a lot of feelings about Stephen King's Haven. Yeah. <laughs> but but the reason I bring it up is because I ha- I have a hard time finding it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's like a whole niche market out there for it, but I have a hard time finding it. But whenever I can find it, I consume it immediately. Hence, the Mythica series. Yeah. Hence, this Haven. Like, it's harder to find. So I, I just take what I can get. Which is why I watch a lot of what well, I watch a lot of contemporary romance. But when I can get fantastical romance, I go with it. Okay, it's my preferred, my preferred realm. Okay, give me some vampires falling in love, please. No, vampires are overdone. Give me something else. Okay. Uh, well, do you have any ideas for no. a setting? No. Okay. No, I do not. All right. It also doesn't have to be fantastical. Like, if you wanted to do, like. A period piece, we could do that. If you wanted to do future, we could do that. No, I think I would like to do either like some form of fantasy or some form of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I think would, I, I think I would enjoy that. I like it a lot when, especially in, like I like slices of life that have fantastic elements in the background that almost don't even matter, right? Like video game high school. Like video game high school, yeah. Yeah. So. Which I also really enjoyed because of the because romance. Because there's a romance. I had a lot of thoughts, and I've already forgotten them because I tried not to think too much about stuff. Uh, one that has been sticking out in my mind a lot because I've been playing Monster Hunter World would be the idea of... Um, you've seen me play a little bit, and uh-huh. you see how they're grouped, they're grouped in pairs. Mm-hmm. So every hunter has a handler. Mm-hmm. Is that the girl that you found on the ship that first day? Yeah. Okay. Uh we could be a hunter and their handler in Monster Hunter World. Okay. We could be a pair of adventurers in a fantasy world. We could be... I wonder what it would be like if we played as Menheat and... Um, <gasps> Surma? Surma, yeah. I forgot my character's name in our home Dungeon World campaign. We could maybe play Menheat and Surma, although I don't know what we would do with the Switch in that. Like, Yeah, I don't know that I'm feeling that, but can we... Can we do a little Jurassic Parky thing? A little bit of Jurassic Parky thing? So like Monster Hunter World? Okay. Thing? Well, when you say Jurassic Park, I just mean dinosaurs. Okay. Okay. I just mean dinosaurs. I'm hesitant to say that it would be like kind of based on the video game only because I don't know the video game. I've only watched you I've probably watched you play a total of 5 minutes of the game. Because I'm doing something else while you're playing it. I'm not actually watching you play it. So okay. I don't know anything. I don't know how you watched me play 14 hours of Final Fantasy 15. I didn't watch you. I didn't watch you, you watched play that. most of that. Okay. Play. Also, I had more context for Final Fantasy because I myself had played it. It was one of like three video games I have played. I have played a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, but... But I, I watched also, you do character creation oh for this game. Also, that was very interesting. I'm just saying. I haven't seen... A ton of you play this game, so I'm totally down with being adventurers who fight mutant dinosaurs, is, is what I think your video game is about. Uh, I mean, that's pretty accurate. Okay. I don't really know what date... So, in the setting for that game... Uh, we can be in the world of Jumanji, where it doesn't matter. Well, so, I wouldn't want to limit us too much because we have to come up with three date ideas for these characters. Okay. What I do kind of like about... If we did do Monster Hunter World, which I can't... If we did do Monster Hunter, one of the cool things is that they there's, like, the big city mm-hmm. that's, like, being built up. And then there's the, like, excursions out into the wilderness. 
One of our dates could be an excursion. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think might be, like, cute and fun and dramatic. Yeah. Um, we could also just do that with generic fantasy setting. I want it to just be, kind of I want there to that. be dinosaurs. I will explain why I want there to be dinosaurs, but I do want there to be dinosaurs. Okay. Do you, do you want, <laughs> do you want to do three dates between a handler and a hunter in the setting of Monster Hunter World. But I don't know what a ha- handler does. So what a handler So what a handler does is they organize the hunts for the hunter via essentially the government and help the hunter do the technical stuff of like going out into camp. No, can we just be two adventurers? Okay. You can be the handler, I'll, I can be the adventurer. All right, I'll I be was, the handler. See, I was assuming that you would make me the handler and that sounds like too much work. I will just shoot and kill things. I'm good at that. Yeah, I'll be the handler. Okay. To me, what I like about it is that there's a cool power dynamic in that relationship mm-hmm. where the two roles depend on one another. Like, or in, like, modern military terms, I think you could, I guess you could think of it as, like, the spotter and the sniper. Okay. Is spotter the term? I have no idea. I, do they even use people like that anymore? Don't they have high-tech gadgets? Yeah, no. Yeah, they still need... I don't, I don't know. Um, Clearly not a military person. You? All right. No, I mean, like, I'm not in the military. I don't know enough about the military to know if there's, like, a spotter. I don't play enough of those games. I don't... Yeah, but when we first started dating, you were interested in going to... Oh, I super was. Yeah, into therapy for the military. I don't need to know if there's a spotter for a sniper (sighs) when I'm only considering the idea of being a therapist for veterans. In any case, I think there's a cool power dynamic there. Okay. Is this a dumb idea? No, I like this idea. Okay. I like it, but I can't be the handler. I don't know what a handler does. Right. I can be the adventurer, though. Cool. I will play the handler. Okay. Um, I, I really like the idea of that role of being, like, the person who sets up the jobs and organizes the jobs mm-hmm. and um, is basically the Princess Carolyn to your BoJack Horseman. Love it. I'm down. <laughs> I am down. All right. Cool. So we're going to do a Monster Hunter setting. Woot woot. So it's, like... Uh, high fantasy with a like small robust city uh, very diverse surrounded by danger dinosaurs Um, dinosaurs dangerous dinosaurs dangerous dinosaurs Um, and you and i make our living working together to hunt those dinosaurs for profit did i did i take too much control over the setting no i like it are you sure i like the dinosaurs there need to be dinosaurs okay so we next determined the switch And that's kind of an important thing for the game, is you begin by considering how you're different from your co-player to find your commonalities and differences. So we need to find a way that you and I are different. Hmm. Um, (laughs) There are so few ways in which you and I are very different. uh, And then our characters take on that the trait of the opposite player. Okay. So the most obvious example is um, I'm a cis man and you are a cis woman. Right. So we could switch that, and then my character would be a cis woman, your character would be a cis man. Yes. I think that would be an easy switch, and we could go for that. Do you have any other ideas? Well, I think you are um, more of an intellectual than I am. So, like, intellectual and emotional? Yeah, I guess. I also, see... I don't know if that's I don't agree with that assessment, really. Really? Yeah, I mean, I think you could make that... Ar- I mean, I think you definitely make the argument that that would be a switchable thing. Right. But I don't think it's necessarily... True for us? Yeah. I don't know that I agree with you, but here's why I was thinking about it. I okay. think it would be really interesting to have an intellectual, like, very, like, hyper-rational adventurer and a very, like, emotional 
handler. I just thought that would be funny. But if it's not true for us, mm. then that doesn't work. I think that's fun. And I think we could just do that anyway when we're developing our traits. Right. I mean, let's just go with the easy one. We have deliberated about every other part of this character create this yeah. setting creation. Let's just go with the easy. I'll be a cis, cis man and you be a cis woman. Yeah, I'm down. I, I'm, I'm down with that. All right. Okay. So the next thing we do is we choose our character's favorite color and we write it on the character sheet in the appropriate line. So you then we write it on the middle of our blank sheet of paper mm -hmm. and then we build a word web off of that to help inspire some ideas about our character. Okay. So do you want to go first? You want me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. Because you, Zachary, have always told me that you don't have a favorite color. I want to see how this works out for you. So I think my character's favorite color is... Hmm. I've picked mine. Shit. So if you need me to start, I can do that. Uh, why don't you start so that there's not dead air? Okay. Um, mine is green. Okay. And the reason mine is green is because of the, like, of nature where I can kill things. Okay. Don't do word association yet. That's the next step. But that's not word association. I'm telling you why I've picked that color for my character. Okay. I don't... I guess that is word association. Yeah, that's word okay. association. <laughs> All right. But that's... Whatever. I think that I'm going to go with sepia. <laughs> <laughs> You're not an intellectual, really. Okay. I want to go with like that very like earthen. Brown. Brown tan. No. Tan brown. Brown orange. <laughs> orange brown, like burnt burnt sepia. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's very like earthen, like the color of raw clay. Okay. Is the color that I want to go with for my character. Okay. It does not have a name. Mine doesn't either. So you get to now think of a word inspired by that color and take it off of your web. Like start my web with it or? Yep. Okay. Do I say it out loud? You... Uh, yeah. What did you, you do? Woods? Just, I just did woods. Okay. We're going to pause and we're going to go through this and then we'll come back. Okay. Do, 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 do. Okay. So we both have uh, 12 words for our characters yes. now. Um, Diana, do you want to share some of yours? Um, some of, so I'm not going to read all 12 words, but some of the, the ones that I find really interesting, survival, I think is really interesting. Uh, strength really is interesting. I think I can do something with that. Hyper and maybe like movement. I think those are interesting yeah. for my character. Um, some cool ones I got are, uh, considerate, artistic, reliable, and sad. Yes, you did get sad. So now we use our word web, our total word web, to um, not just the ones that we right. mm -hmm. mentioned, but the whole thing, we kind of take it in holistically and we build traits. Uh, and traits are broken up into three categories, and we need four to six traits total with at least one in every category. Mm -hmm. And those categories are self, work, and play. Uh, do you have any ideas? I mean, I think... Um, well, I have the word survival on here, and I think that would go into work. Um, I, I work somewhere where survival is really important, and my knowing how to survive is important. Well, you don't have to take these actual words and just plug them in, right? So, for instance, I'm looking at all of my stuff. Um, I'm looking at, like, artistic, creative, and sad, mm -hmm. and thoughtful. And I think one of my plays is going to be... Um, I like to paint um, landscapes. Okay. I think something that my character does is uh, when they're out 
on these expeditions like mm-hmm. maybe while you're out in the hunt mm-hmm. she will paint landscapes she'll paint like small creatures that wander into the camp okay um so my one of my play traits is going to be paints landscapes um i think one of my self traits is gonna be i'm a fidgeter so if i'm not actively working a job i cannot sit still and i annoy everyone because of it okay i think that's great yeah I think one of my work traits is going to be, I kind of want to say driven and serious. And I don't know if that would go under work or if that would go under self. I don't think, I think I want to put it under work because I think that's how my character feels about her work Mm -hmm. is that she is very serious about her work. She wants to do a good job. She wants to be, and she wants to like rise. Okay. Right. So I'm going to say driven and serious for work. Okay. Because we've already established our character's jobs. My character's the handler. Your character's the hunter. Right. Um, I think for play, I think my character goes on hikes. Um, Peaceful and woods. It was like hikes. I think it leads directly into hikes and like camping. Yeah. For self, if we are like playing in Monster Hunter World, Mm -hmm. it's a new land. It's like a new city. It's Mm -hmm. a colony. I think for self, I think I want to say that my character is nostalgic for the old world. Okay. I have the words survival and growth progress. I think that my character enjoys their job and enjoys, like, the fact that my job leads to the survival of others and enjoys that my job is leading to the progression of this town. And, like, I think that kind of... For work. Okay. So, like, loves their job? Yeah. But specific, like... Or it, loves providing? Because it's not... It sounds like it's less the, like, actual act of hunting and killing monsters that your character loves. It's the fact that doing so helps people. I like protecting. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think you could put protector. Okay. I think for play, I'm also going to put... I think my character collects... I feel like there's a formal term, but, like, biological diagrams of wildlife... Like anatomy diagram? Yeah, of like monsters and stuff. Okay. Like not even of anything specific, but Mm -hmm. of like the... Basically collecting medical textbook materials. Yes. Okay. The musculature of a Anjanoth, which is a big purple fire-breathing T-Rex. Okay. So collect zoological textbooks. I like textbooks. Okay. Like, not just, like, the the diagrams, but, like, likes to collect antique zoological textbooks. Cool. Like, there's someone who loves these animals. Mm-hmm. Which is very much me while playing Monster Hunter. <laughs> I think that for self, my character um, is really secretive. I don't think my character opens up very much. Okay. Or maybe not secretive, but is, like, very closed. Because those are different. Like, I'm not on purpose being secretive i'm just not going to put forth any information i think okay i think my character's more closed yeah uh i have considerate reliable builder and necessary on mine so for self i'm going to put i guess giving and wants to be useful okay is that does that make sense for self yeah yeah why not i think so how many of these do we need uh, four to six. I currently have one, two, three, four, five. I have four. I'm done. Okay. I'm bad at coming up with these, and I can't think of anything else, so. 
No, I think that is great. And then we last, or, or well, actually, no, we have a couple more steps. Uh, next, we choose a name. Okay. Um, do we, is there a, do we want to use the Story Games Names Project book to get names? Or is there a tradition you want to go from or anything? Nope. All right, so we used uh, the excellent resource, the Story Games Names Project, yeah. which if you do not have that and you want to be a role-playing gamer, and you especially if you want GM, you need it. It's been very useful for lots of different projects. Yeah, so uh, we decided that we wanted to go with uh, Celtic yeah. thematic names, and yeah. we'll, <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you choose? I chose Fargus. Fargus? Fargus. Oh, I shouldn't I, do that. I, be... I spelled it the way that I want it to be pronounced with a bad accent. Fergus. 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 Uh, and I chose Penarden. I like that name. Yeah, I actually do too. Um, it looks very like aggressive, but it comes across very nice when yeah. it's spoken. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Hence the, I mean, not hence, but thus the Celtic language. I yeah. mean, that's like all of Welsh. Yeah. Uh, after traits have been chosen and you have some sense of your character as a person, uh, you take turns asking each other the following question. What is problematic for your character about going on this date? Why is going so at the core of our dates that we are going on, mm-hmm. there's a problem, and that that problem is unique to each of our characters individually. Okay, um, your answer is the character's conflict. This conflict can be internal or external about their own emotions, about something happening in their life, or even about the other character. Discuss it and allow yourself to be open to finding conflicts that are interesting to both of you. I already know mine. Okay. What are you what are you thinking? I think that going on this date is scary because my character, the conflict for my character is what if this interferes with work? Not like the boss finding out, but like I will be more concerned about protecting my partner and less concerned about doing my job. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so how do we want to phrase that conflict? Maybe um hmm. priorities wrong? Work priorities shifted? Yeah, I think we could say work priorities. Yeah. I think that's... Hmm. Okay. That's a good one. That's I think, why I went first. So you're thinking, like, how, how are you going to balance, like, going out and knowing that you're, like, leaving this person behind at camp in the, wa- in the wilderness mm-hmm. if you, like... How do you keep them safe while also do your job? Exactly. Okay. Would it be too similar... If Penarden's last hunter, Penarden had a hunter partner before Fergus, mm-hmm. and they died, would that be too similar? I don't think so. Oh, I think it is. Well, but here's the thing, though. The reason we even know each other is because of work. Like, yeah. work is our whole life. So I don't think that the conf- I don't think that both conflicts being work related are necessarily like i don't think that's necessarily bad your whole life is this work you are in this mining town basically like we're creating this town everybody Mm -hmm. there is working all the time the only reason you are there is for work all right i think i'm going to alter that and say um panarden has an ex who was also who is also a hunter and they are a jealous ex and they're also a hunter oh that's good i like that Okay. I like that. That's good. Cool. So this will, uh, the conflict will become a major theme throughout the game. During the game, our characters will gain special traits con- called compatibilities. The characters share these traits. Compatibilities are created when four successes are achieved during a turn. Write them on a line in the center. 
They apply to both characters, but we don't start with any. So that's it. We are done character creation. It took us about an hour. Woot! Good for us. Yay! Um, and then next week, I think we'll go on our dates. Yay! We'll, we'll see if uh, Fenergus and Penarden can get along and Yay. make it in the long run. Yay. I'm actually really excited about this. I feel a little bit nerdy about the monster hunter setting. <laughs> Are you sure you're okay with it? Yeah. Can I explain why I want dinosaurs? Yes. So, since we're wrapping up, I'll go into it. Little bit of history. Zach and I, our mm. first sort of, oh my gosh. I guess, date? Our How first did I not date? think of this? Um, he found out that I had never seen Jurassic Park. I had never seen it until I started seeing Zach. And he and some friends came over to our dorm and watched, watched Jurassic Park. And then conveniently, all of our friends left, except for you and I. Yeah. And then we had our very first kiss right after Jurassic Park. So, romantically, Jurassic Park. I can't is, believe. It's so weird, but Jurassic Park is like a romantic thing for me. Yeah, it's weird. Like, Triceratops were a major theme of our relationship when they we were. first started dating. They were. We have, uh, like, I we think. We have Cuddles. Yeah, Cuddles, the Triceratops. He's yep. a little stuffed Triceratops. Yep. Wow, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's a good call. There's yeah. definitely going to be a Triceratops in this now. That's because I'm more romantic than you. Uh, Fargus knows what he's doing. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> we recognize that was a little long. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, thank you to Zach B., our editor. Thank you to In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. If you like us, please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, I... I'm asking you right now, if you are listening to this and you did enjoy this episode, and you might not have, it was kind of a weird one, but if you did enjoy this episode and you are not driving, if those two things are true, you enjoy this episode and you are not driving, just hop on Twitter really quick and spread the word. I would love for more people to find us and enjoy us. Right. So if you are listening to this right now, you enjoyed the episode and you are not driving, pull out your phone. Write a tweet saying, hey, I really like at HeartPointsPod for whatever reason you liked it. A, we would love to see it. It really means a lot to us to see that kind of stuff. It helps, you know, me want to record when I get home from work. <laughs> um, it helps other people find us. Uh, so if you could do that, it would mean so much to me. And we would mention you on the show. Yeah, we definitely nerded out hard when we found out about our first organic fan like someone who wasn't forced to listen to us it was kind of amazing and you can get that same admiration from us <laughs> reviews on itunes are really really appreciated sharing us with your friends is really appreciated tweets are super appreciated uh we would love to see it you can find us on twitter at HeartPointsPod. you can also like us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash heartpointspod. And I think that's everything. That is. So in the meantime, I hope that you are having a very uh, joyous Valentine's Day if you Here's the thing. Can, Every, everyone, everyone should be celebrating Valentine's Day. And here's my reasoning for it. It is the perfect day to take a moment and be like, I really appreciate the relationships that I have in my life. And that relationship can be with your dog. It can be with your friend. Mm, that's uh, an odd kind. Okay, I don't mean romantic <laughs> relationships. Yeah. Just like anybody or anything that's been there for you and has supported you, now's a great day. That's how I think about yeah. Valentine's Day. It's a great day to appreciate it. So appreciate your relationships. Have a great Valentine's Day. You can always go with Galentine's Day or Palentine's Day. All good options. Or you can have a bonfire and celebrate... 
the fire of St. Valentine's Day, which was an atrocity. Is that a thing? In Chicago? What? California. What? One of those places had a major devastating fire on Valentine's Day. Well, bummer. So, I mean, you've got options. In the meantime, uh, we will be back next week uh, when Valentine's Day actually is. And in the meantime, have a very nice day. But, like, a very, very nice one.